You're listening to Robert Wright's Non-Zero Podcast. Hi, Mickey. Hey, Bob. What you holding up? Oh, look, it's the year night. It's the digits, 1968. You must be referring to that year. Yes, which I remember I, fondly. Uh, fondly? Richard, I, Richard Nixon was elected. Well, uh, it, it, it's a year when everything went crazy. And and uh, the uh, my original scheme for opening the show was I was going to be like vacationing because it was a slow news week. And then all of a sudden this shit started happening. And I realized it's not a slow news week. And people feel the society is veering out of control. And Wait, every time it- this... Which shit are you talking about? There's been a lot of Abe shit. being killed. Oh well, be, be that's one halfway thing. around the world. And, There's Boris uh, Johnson. Well, but that's not a. There's the Fourth of July shooting here in America, which happened right, since right, we last spoke. Right, 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 right. But you're right. There's a lot July of July sixth. There's for for a vacation week. There's a lot of shit, and although the economic news wasn't that bad, uh, but. Um, I, every time that happens, I, I think of 1968 and what a horrible year it was. Kennedy was assassinated. Robert Kennedy was assassinated. Martin Luther King was assassinated. There were riots. There was the Vietnam War. Nixon was elected. There was the siege of Chicago. It was a huge disaster. And we made it through that. And if you can make it through that, you can make it through anything. And you know, one good thing that happened either late 67 or 68, I think it was 68, that if it happened again, might help us get through this. An incumbent um, president decided that it would not be in the best interest of the nation for him to seek re-election. Well, um, I'm much less worried about. Maybe it's because I'm not very sympathetic to Biden, but I'm much, I'm much less worried about the problem of getting rid of Biden than getting rid of Trump. Well, uh, they're related. They're related. Biden is is of all the candidates who could run, I think he's but, uh, least likely Trump, to get rid of Trump with a possible if, if exception the way of Kamala Harris. If Trump runs, he beats every Democrat. So Trump is the key. I don't, oh, I don't know about a, that. Name, name oh, a Democrat I, I think that that's not him. true. I think that's so not true. I think that's that, so not true. I think you need. Okay, so let's accept your premise. You know, everything's terrible in November. Inflation's bad. You know, pandemic still a pain in the ass, and so on. That, Fine. But there's a big difference between having Biden, the incumbent president, who's naturally, rightly or wrongly, held responsible for that, uh, or almost equivalently, having Kamala Harris, who's in the White House with him. Big difference between those things and having some Democrat much less closely associated uh, with the policies than somebody in the White House and who just inherently does better against Trump. And almost every Democrat does better against Trump than either Biden or Kamala not, Harris. Not that much better. Uh, oh, trust know, it's, me. It's, uh, trust it, me. I just spot in the conventional wisdom with this. The Democratic bench is incredibly weak, uh, except for except for Michelle, if she runs. Um, eh, the, again, the, I mean, a number of nondescript, more or less nondescript people, uh, Chris Murphy, I think Cory. I think Cory Booker would have a way better chance than either Kamala Appar- or Biden. Apparently, if you re- if you read Dale Russikoff's book on Mark Zuckerberg giving Cory Booker a lot of money to that rebuild the newer, well. newer schools, Cory Booker comes off awfully. How many Americans have read that book? 
Well, the point is, do we want Cory Booker as president? Not Well, uh, again, compared to Trump, yes. They'll, they'll, they'll read it if he runs for president. We'll know compared about it. Compared to Trump, we want Boris Johnson. Yeah. Is he available? No, he uh, wasn't born here. The, uh, uh, the, so the, here, look, I, just, the, but, I just want to finish this thought. Just imagine Trump on the debate stage, okay? Four years older than last time. I, 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 I you know, e, e, at least as obnoxious. With all this January 6th shit out there, I think a lot of voters would rather not have to vote for him. And you just need to show them someone who clearly is less crazy, younger, more vigorous. They seem sober. They don't push they don't push any of the hot buttons that drive, you know, swing voters crazy. And and they kick his ass. I'm telling you. So you want Matt Iglesias to run? I'm pro Matt. I'm pro Matt. Yeah. I mean, uh, I think I'd have I have a shot at, at a cabinet in an Iglesias. I, I, I have an anti Matt point, which I'll make later. But um, the first, uh, the idea that there's it, Jason Furman, an economist I, I respect, thinks that the underlying inflation rate is 3.5%. There are already signs that inflation is diminishing a bit, the job market is strong. It's not at all clear we'll be in a bad economic situation when the presidential race comes around in 2024. In fact, I think the Democrats might stage a comeback in time for the midterms. Uh, here's the argument. Inflation is abating. Uh, you know, I mean, Furman says it's 3.5 percent. Yes. You're forgetting the filer faster principle, Bob, which is everything happens. Get, everything happens faster. In fact, there's Anyway, Jason Furman says the inflation rate is underlying core rate is about 3.5%. That's what we'll settle into. And if the Fed wants to bring it down to 2%, if they're really intent on doing that, then they might plunge the country into a recession. The other thing that might plunge the country into a recession is the filer faster principle itself, which is the Fed may not realize that it's, it's we're going to stop inflation message was processed by the economy much faster than it used to be. So uh, various prices are already going down and people are already anticipating a recession and it might be uh, a self-fulfilling prophecy if the Fed actually follows through with wow. these big rate hikes. Uh, so that's, uh, you know, that's another thing, but it, it, certainly, I, it, it, it certainly is possible that inflation will be on the way out well, I uh, by November. And the Republicans, let me finish my thought, the Republicans are waging their whole campaign on inflation, inflation, inflation. The polls show that consumers care more about inflation than January 6th. Well, they do until inflation stops. Then they'll stop caring about inflation. They'll look at the Republicans and see what is your affirmative message. And they'll look at Kevin McCarthy and see a blank slate, a hole in the universe. And... Uh, and, That's kind of you know, harsh. That's kind of harsh. Uh, the, He's any, a hole uh, in the entire universe. <laughs> well, okay, I'm... I'm reacting against uh, uh, Mark Leibovich's piece in The Atlantic, which was based on the premise that he's bored with Trump. The interesting man is Kevin McCarthy. That's absurd. No, the interesting man is Kevin McCarthy is not an interesting man. Anyway, the point is the Republicans have nothing but inflation, inflation, inflation. If they were talking about the border, if they were talking about, uh, you know, wokeness, if they were talking about uh, other oh, they'll things, they'll talk about wokeness. They'll, they'll well, talk about that. They always the talk about they always talk about them when necessary because that's what wins some elections. 
But, uh, you know, they should be talking about Look, it now it, and it, highlighting the massive first of all, influx across okay. the border. First of all, this is you being paranoid. This is you not wanting the Democrats to win and like looking for these, you know, weird triple bank shot ways they could win. Suddenly inflation could disappear. By the way, today, the stock market doesn't doesn't share your view because it, I think, reacted adversely to the good job numbers, thinking that they signal that inflation is going to be harder to tame. Leaving that aside, they think the Fed's going to raise the rates. Well, because it's a different thing. Yeah, but they but they know that the Fed is is monitoring various variables, not just the jobs, uh, and, and including things that are more directly reflective of inflation. Um, and they well, think the jobs mixed. and they think the jobs number means those numbers are going to be bad anyway. Right. The I thought the filer faster thesis was largely about media cycles was not a principle of macroeconomics and. I don't have Bruce Filer right here. That would be great, wouldn't it, if I did? I, I, but but I, anyway, but I don't, I, I, I've I never, I've had lunch with Bruce I, several times, and the, the topic has never turned to macroeconomics. Well, I don't think that's his thing. I, a, I'm expanding his thesis. B, I'm basing this on an article by David Diane, a man of the left who I respect, in the American Prospect, where he worries that the Fed is going to over-tighten because it doesn't realize how quickly the market has uh, gotten the message. He says it's in, uh, in internet speed. Mm-hmm. So he is applying the faster principle to the economy. He's not an economist, but he's a very smart man. And uh, so I thought that there was an interesting bit of speculation there that maybe things move faster in the media sphere. The business is connected and wired as never before. Things move faster in the economic sphere as well. They traded much faster speeds they make decisions faster etc cetera, etc cetera. Uh, these things these uh, fed fed signals might ripple through the economy faster than we thought now uh you know if if recession is a self-fulfilling prophecy as diane worries it's not showing up in the current jobs figures which were very strong so uh that's the problem but i i do think in general, the Republicans are, you know, measuring the drapes, et cetera, et cetera, in the Congress, and that's insane. Uh, uh, it's all based on inflation. Now, they, inflation gives us a ticket to, re, you know, ticket to the majority, and uh, you know, if inflation abates, people will, you know, people yeah. will look ahead and see that it's diminishing. They're not, you know, even if it's six percent. Uh, yeah, I, I, I will see, but November is pretty close. Uh, and and uh, it doesn't have much time. It better hurry if it's going to really significantly abate. Now, um, so so, but was was this week a week? I, I mean, where things are particularly falling apart. I mean, it's weird that I guess I've gotten so accustomed to things that like the the July Fourth shooting just seems like well, that's that's this week's uh, gun disaster. There, there, well, we seem to have accepted all these shootings. Uh, the July 4th shooting was a bad one. But I want to say something uh, about the July 4th shooting. Okay. Uh, and and there have been a whole bunch of uh, think pieces, if you read Real Clear Politics, about, oh, the country is falling apart. Uh, this is emotionally draining time to live, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, and, uh, you know, and we do have a war in Ukraine, and uh, yeah. it doesn't seem to be going all that well for uh, our side. Uh, and um, 
Uh, we have, uh, you know, various, uh, always various rumblings from China. And uh, so, yeah, so I think, um, you know, it, 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 people people are sort of taking stock and thinking, and we have a weak president who doesn't seem to be in control of the situation. So I, I think it hit a lot of people, at least in the pundit world this week, uh, that, you know, it's, it's a, maybe it's a slow week. They had nothing to do, but big think thumb suckers, as we call them. Uh, but um, I, I got a lot of that pessimism. Maybe I'm wrong. It may um, be that my personal life is in turmoil because. Uh, would because you like to talk about that? I do, would like to talk about it. But I think I want to talk about it in the parrot room. Okay, we can say it, it involves intimate automotive secrets. Ooh. Uh, does it involve a Z? It, there, there is always a Z, Bob. Yeah, maybe you could sell your Z to uh, Russia or something. They're big on Z vehicles, Z branded vehicles. So, um, <laughs> The uh, let's get back. So I want to say this one thing quickly about the the shooting. Did you hear the tape of the shooting, the actual shots from July Fourth? No. I mean, it's like it's like he reels off. It sounds like about thirty five shots, between thirty and forty shots. And I mean, they're just like that. And the first thing you notice is these guns are effectively machine guns. I mean, I don't know if he had a bump stock or, or if you just need a reasonably fast trigger finger, but this is in effect a machine gun. Okay. So you're saying it's in effect automatic. In effect, it's not an automatic weapon. Cause he, 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 he doesn't just keep his finger held down right. and they keep, you know, the shots keep running, but right. I'm, I'm saying in terms of velocity and I'm sure a true machine gun is even faster, but it's way more than one bullet per second. And and so, first of all, you know, it's like on these Second Amendment cases, you know, people say, you know, even most of the hardcore pro-gun people say, well, no, I mean, they didn't mean any weapon. I mean, you don't have a right to have like a cruise missile or a bazooka or a machine gun. Well, I'm telling you, these things are, in effect, machine guns, first of all. So so if you agree that the Second Amendment doesn't apply to machine guns, then it doesn't apply to these things with these high capacity uh, semi-automatic rifles with high capacity magazines. Secondly, so he reels off about 35 and then he has to reload and he reloads pretty fast, but it's still, I'm, I, you know, sometimes things goes, go wrong with reloading, especially like if you're more like in a supermarket and he was just on a rooftop, didn't feel threatened, didn't feel anybody was going to rush him. He's not going to get flustered. Sometimes things can go wrong with reloading, which is another reason I would like a, a, a strict limit on magazine size of like eight, 10 bullets. But even if the reloading goes well, okay, he, he, he uh, it's still like, I don't know, five, 10 seconds or something. And then you hear another 35, okay? And if you imagine that interval of reloading happening every eight bullets, okay, you've got a lot fewer people dead on July 4th. And, you know, like, like enough that it's, you know, it's like, I don't know, one, two, maybe three, but, uh, and that's different. And, and it's just like, these are machine guns, folks. And, it, you know, it, it, it's just mind blow. I, I continue to be outraged by that Supreme Court ruling that does not allow states to say, uh, no, no. 
you know, to keep pe- people from carrying these all over the place, pretty much. Um, but moreover, just the cowardice of, of con- the inability of Congress to even say, to even say, you can't sell what is in effect a machine gun with a 40, 50, 60 bullet magazine to anybody, pretty much anybody who wants one doesn't have a criminal record. It's just amazing. It's just I, amazing. The, I, I, I'm, I'm weak on guns. Uh, uh, so I'm, I'm, basically for all sorts of gun regulation. So I'm mainly playing devil's advocate. Uh, uh, first, uh, Japan has the strict one of the strictest gun controls in the world, and their ex-prime minister just got assassinated with a homemade gun. So How many other people were killed in Japan this year? Uh, I don't know. Guns. Not very many, probably. Yeah, pretty much um, zero. The, uh, and uh, I'm just saying. Uh, second, um, Coulter has a column this week where she claims that the militia clause actually has an enhancing effect on the second amendment because they, you want a ready militia, an armed militia. So if the military has the gun, the public should have the gun. So that would imply that they get M16s, which are automatic, uh, which is what the military uses. The AR-15 is not automatic. So that's what she's advocating. That's what she says. The constitution the Constitution, allow, they were thinking about M16s. The founders were thinking about M16s. They were thinking of whatever sense. the army had. Well, we no, want the then they get down. nuclear bombs, Mickey. They get no, cruise the missiles. Average, an infantry person doesn't have a nuclear bomb. An infantry person has an anti shoulder-fired anti-tank weapons. Let's pass them out. Um, this is the kind of stupid shit we're wasting our time on. Well, the, unfortunately, the stupid shit is in the Constitution. No, that's but, not. Uh, that's not. That's a stupid I'm, take on the Constitution by people who say stupid shit. Okay, I'm the other the other the other comment I had was from Popat, who's not a uh, not a particular. I mean, I've met him; he's a nice guy, but I he, he's a, a you know an, an anti-Trump sniper. And wait, can can I just interject one more point? I, you know, I've read up. There, there has been scholarship since the Heller decision on the Second Amendment that I haven't looked into it deeply, but, you know, uh, uh, some kind of systematic survey of of uh, of, of usage in in the uh, in that era that doesn't uh, affirm uh, Heller's Heller's take on what would have been meant by uh Bearing arms by militia and so on, but anyway, I, I don't have the details. But I, well, I you know, um, uh, my, my main if, point if is: what you say, if, I love if it. you agree with Ann Coulter that everyone should be able to have a machine gun, then then fought, then you should be content with the laws as they are because they permit de facto machine guns. But if you don't agree with that, then 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 you should you should have no trouble I, with us, you know basically eliminating high capacity magazines. I don't agree with Ann Coulter on that. So um I'm I'm I I would I'm with you on on the magazines, although I do think you can come up with situations where you need more than eight bullets, as you know. Uh but um so uh you can have two guns, as you say. Uh the um so uh I had a point about Boris is that the point you were going to make that I interrupted? No, or? the Popat point was the Popat point was you think you're getting conservative 
points by saying why isn't the why isn't the Supreme Court allowing the states decentralized federalist conservative to regulate guns? Well, nobody has a right to take away the rights, so it, it, it's a very cheap point because states don't have a right to take away the rights. If they're rights, the conservative in the court would not let states do it. Actually, states, I think they, I think I understand that that is now a doctrine, but I but my understanding is that at the time of the Constitution, the founders were only talking about the rights the federal government could and could not take away was not they, the founders were not talking about state government right but there are now but since and the in fact some states had state established religions but since this reconstruction amendments the 13th 14th and 15th amendment the bill of rights is applied to states that's explicit in the amendments uh no, it was a big decision, but it's a widely accepted, like Brown versus Board of Education, that the first eight amendments uh, are are made applicable to the states by the 14th Amendment. But it is just a Supreme Court ruling. It is not. My point is, it is not what the founders had in mind. The founders, founders would have been surprised to hear that New York was compelled. But it's an amendment, Bob. We're no, saying, you just fuck said the it's founders. not. You said it's a. You no, said it's a, it's a ruling. No, it's a it's an interpretation of the 14th Amendment. Well, the, amend, the purpose of the amendment is to say we the founders got this a little wrong. We're adding to them. OK, what is the fourth? The, the, uh, amendment, honestly, the 40th Amendment is not interpreted on the basis of what the founders thought. It's interpreted on what the basis of the people who wrote the amendment thought. Why didn't they write what you're saying it means instead of whatever the hell they wrote? I don't know. They're always too vague. They like to be parse and, and you know, leave some. uh lyrical and leave some room for interpretation I mean, except in the second amendment you know they as got you very know, explicit and verbose as you know i have never until this particular supreme court got all up in arms the way so many liberals do about these conservative courts i've always understood that roe versus wade was a dubiously decided decision but this shit is too when you put all these rulings together it is a right-wing policy agenda and uh, it, it's concerning. And now there's a big, like, uh, some kind of big voting, uh, you know, election case coming up next next time. I, I'm not up on it, but. Heller was years ago before Trump, uh, Heller, which is the gun case, uh, was years ago before Trump got his majority. Right, but these guys are the ones saying that Heller applies, uh, you know, they're extend, they have to extend it somewhat to get to the New York ruling. Anyway, we've, we've. Uh, 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 anyway, um. Uh, anyway, that was. Uh, I'm reading the Fourteenth Amendment. So go ahead. Uh, why did you read it to us? That's super long. I can't. It's like it's like it's got okay. five sections. Okay. Um, but I'm not seeing anything. Anyway, section um, section five will come in handy later in the podcast. Um. The, uh, the second five comes in handy because there's a big debate over whether you could have a national abortion law. And the, the diehard conservatives say uh, there is no federal power to uh, to regulate abortion. It's like murder. It's a state and local. Uh, it's a state and local decision. The commerce power does not imply uh but there's another section, which I think is Section 5 of the 14th. It's Section 5 of something that gives Congress the right to enforce rights. And if you think there are any rights involved in abortion, 
then that gives Congress the power to uh, to regulate abortion. Section five just says that Congress shall have the power to enforce by appropriate legislation yeah, the, the, the provisions of this article. Right. So if yeah. if if uh, if uh, well, the abortion right was always under the Fourteenth Amendment. So that that if 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 you see any if you see any right, uh, uh, you know, privacy right for the woman uh, who's having an abortion, uh, it seems to be you have a very good case under Section Five that Congress can act to enforce that right. Now, there's a big ambiguity in the Dobbs decision. Does he really admit that there's a right uh, that's being balanced here against the right of the fetus? Or does somehow the, when the fetus comes along, does it vaporize whatever privacy right the woman has? Uh, but, but the point is that they can take it to the court, and so Congress isn't completely out of line in trying to pass a bill that codifies Roe. Okay. Uh, I've always thought it's crazy to think it's going to get bottled up in the states. I would rather that it get bottled up in the states, but I think it's, uh, 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 you know, I think it will inevitably be, be national. Um, so what, uh, quickly on, on the Abe thing, I don't know much about that. Uh, you know, some people are saying, you know, does China have something to do with it? He was a big China hawk. You know, I think it was a Navy veteran who did it. It just seems to me like it's going to turn out this is like some crazy. Uh, there was you know. there were celebrations in China which they're trying to tamp down. Yeah, uh, well, there would be celebrations in America if uh, Xi Jinping were killed or or Boris. Well, or, um, yeah, they were they were on the way. I don't think Putin they were. were killed, I don't think they were dancing in the streets. Yeah. Um, the, uh, um, I. So anyway, that's that's yeah. that's that. I, I, had a, I had a point about Boris Johnson. Yeah, uh, it's kind of sad. I find him very entertaining. I'm going to be yeah. sorry to see him go. The best, the best thing about Boris Johnson is an article by the Spectator. I, I, I think it's probably well known in Britain, uh, uh, which is that he he didn't attend some important cabinet meetings because he was busy finishing his book on Shakespeare. Which was going to pay for his divorce, <laughs> okay, divorce settlement. <laughs> so, Britain really is a different place than than the United States. Wait, Trump, the other way, didn't Trump write a book on Shakespeare, or am I misremembering? No, I guess he didn't. You're right. You're right. No, he um, he and every president acted out various plays of Shakespeare. But um, the uh, he was King Lear, uh, and uh, George H. W. Bush was whatever whatever person tries to avenge his father, I guess that would be Hamlet. Oh, God. Uh, but anyway, um, You're taxing mine. Uh, the, um, the, the amazing thing is what Boris, I mean, you look at what Boris Johnson did, he got Brexit sort of mostly done, and he didn't do anything on the other conservative issues. He, Britain is as woke as ever. Uh, immigration is at record highs. He was supposed to stop that. Uh, it's um, it, it it sort of, and the basic line from uh, the nationalist populist is, you know, he didn't do what the voters elected him to do, so he lost his base of support. If you look at the things he was bounced for, uh, lying. I mean, Jesus, when did when did that become a, a a criteria for getting rid of your your chief executive? I mean, Biden lies every day. Nobody cares. I don't care. Uh, Gavin Newsom 
partied at a at a fancy French restaurant in violation of his COVID restrictions. He didn't get defenestrated from office the way Johnson did. Uh, and the other thing he did was he um, appointed somebody to a position who had groped a man in a club when he was drunk. Okay. A sexual. Well, he didn't uh, just do that. He lied about it and said he didn't right, know the guy the had done that. Point. And then that was found out. Yeah. This is a standard lie that every American politician does, which is you lie about the things that are unknown. And then if you're caught out, okay, you're caught but, out. Uh, Nobody uh, cares anymore. A, a couple of things. That second kind of lie is in the realm of me too. So I think it would have impact in American politics right now, especially if it was a Democrat. That's a good point. Uh, and and the um, the as for the other thing, one of our uh, the commenters in the parrot room informed us last week. We read the comment. Uh, I think it was Catherine Maddox that uh, that the, the, the in Britain the the restrictions were really strict. And people were really chafing, much stricter than America. And people were really chafing under them. And so it, it, it was more meaningful when these guys violated them. And and that that wasn't that wasn't just a lie. They did lie about it. That was part of the problem. But the very thought that they were having all these parties at Tim Downing, and uh, you know, so I, I'm not sure. I mean, I agree that that. It's kind of ironic if there's a tighter standard, lying standard in British politics, because, you know, in some ways, like in British, British journalism is notoriously loose with the facts, which, by the way, brings us to the fact that uh, in a way, this is perfect symmetry. Boris Johnson got launched as a figure in Britain through dishonest journalism. You know, he 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 would write about European Union regulations in ways that maybe were, strictly speaking, not untrue, but he would take things out of context. So he would make these regulations sound much more ludicrous than they were. So he, he had this very fast, loose, I would say, dishonest form of journalism that helped catapult him into their consciousness. He got into politics and so on. And now it's dishonesty that brought him down. And that's life. He's had a good run. I he think- may be back. I think the problem is that uh, the difference is that a parliamentary system versus our system. In a parliamentary system, it's much easier to uh, much easier to um, get rid of the leader than it is to get rid of a president. Um, but if if he had if he, if he well, had a base wait, of support just, because mean, he was doing things that the public really cared about, he would have survived. It, on that point, easier or harder. In this case, there was a curious thing that uh, it was all normative, the pressure that led him to resign, because, which he hasn't quite done yet, actually. He's just said he's going to resign, but um, he's going to eventually step down. But, uh, you know, it was just people resigning and saying, I'm resigning too. I'm resigning too. When are you going to resign, Boris? There was no compulsion constitutionally or through statute that he that he respond by resigning. He could have just locked himself in his room and said, bring it on. And uh, I don't know when the next opportunity to yeah. kind of compel his resignation would have been. No, I think there was a no confidence vote slated for uh, a couple, you know, very soon. Well, that would have been it then. Uh, uh, I guess he like, would have eventually like fallen to that. Yeah, and it's some, it's all, it's all custom. It's not rule. It's not rules. There's the, no, no um, constitution. The, um, at some point, the queen is activated. I don't know. I don't know. There were there was talk of activating the queen. I don't know what she would do. Now, my question uh, for you is: Is this at all? Does this reflect to any extent his fortunes? I mean, 
disenchantment with Brexit? Uh, I, I haven't been able to figure that out. Uh, you know, some of some of the uh, some of the people who um, who who uh, might take his place are probably softer on Brexit. Some of them are softer on Ukraine. He was very hard on Ukraine. Some of them are very hard on Ukraine, like the defense minister who's the front runner to replace him. So she the answer is hard, I don't know. Hard on I think Russia. there's a lot she's, of she's I, a I hawk. Think, she's a hawk on Ukraine. She's hard on he. Russia. It's a he. Oh, I was thinking of the foreign minister, Liz, You're whatever. Thinking of Liz Trust. No, I'm thinking of the defense minister. Who's what, been so very, what's his take on Ukraine? I think he's he's, he, he's a, a harder hawk? line than a defense than than Liz Trust. I think he's That's the hardest. That's not easy to do, but I think uh, he's the hardest. Um yeah. anyway, the um uh the answer is I don't know, but I think most I I I I haven't detected in the journalism that dissatisfaction with Brexit was behind it. I've detected that uh, you know even people who are dissatisfied with the Brexit are now resigned to it and let's get on with it. And you know, enough 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 of the, enough of the debate. But uh, I don't I don't detect a uh, major movement to to ditch Brexit and get back with uh, with the EU. No, I Especially, mean, I would... as you know, as you know, the 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 vaccine situation worked to Britain's advantage. I guess, but I would say a couple of things. First of all, I, my understanding is the British economy is doing worse than the big EU nations' economies right now. Secondly, it's inflating faster. I don't know if it's doing worse. Um, yeah, I don't know the details. It's just what I've heard. But the other thing is, nine point one percent inflation. Okay, so bad. the uh, you know, and that's what you would expect uh, when you drop out of a trade union and 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 have to pay higher tariffs. The um, but the uh. The other thing is that uh, among the kind of thresholds in the building of pressure against Boris Johnson was a an election not that long ago, I guess, at the local level where the conservative party did very badly. And the members of parliament wasn't a parliamentary election, but the conservatives started worrying that Boris Johnson was a drag on them. And this was an election that was like, you know, municipal, I don't know, like you know, public works officer and so on. And I, I don't know, I, if you see disenchantment with the conservative party in elections at that level, it seems to me it's more likely to reflect feelings about like the economy and or Brexit than it is about the personal conduct of prime minister. But who knows? It's pretty speculative. Um, I'm not sure about that, but um, the, the, I think he did something that provoked the inflation. I forget what it was. Did he cut taxes? Well, getting out of Brexit taxes. does provoke inflation, but I mean, getting out of uh, the EU, Brexit does provoke inflation. But, uh, and, but anyway, um, I, 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 there was some. There, I was reading something, and I thought, so that's why Britain is worse than inflation is even worse than ours, because he made it worse through that. Um, but I forget what it was. Presumably, it was either spending or or lowering taxes. Uh, so. Um, there's a big reconciliation bill that's coming down the pike, Bob. I'm sure you're excited by that. Oh God, can we talk about Ukraine first, and then, uh, uh, um, and then build to a stunning crescendo about reconciliation? Okay. I sure. mean, I, I, unless you have like a quick point. Uh, uh, I always have a quick point, so let's do Ukraine first. 
Uh, I mean, I don't have a ton to say about Ukraine. Also, I'm glancing at the 14th Amendment. The reading doesn't seem, I, I will say, I, I have to admit that the uh, the interpretation the courts reached doesn't seem uh, crazy, doesn't seem crazy and outlandish. I do wonder why. I mean, it says that the state shouldn't abridge the privileges of citizens. Why didn't they just say rights? Rights is the very word they had used in the Bill of Rights. Well, there's so why didn't they just say rights if that's what they meant? It says privileges well, and immunities. But but that's not the clause that that, it, that imported the Bill of Rights and applied it to states. I it's think it's not. Was the what first is it? One. Equal protection? I think it was. Uh, I think it was. Uh, no state shall deprive anybody of life, liberty, or property without due process of law. It's in well, there somewhere. It might be in the third. Well, 13th. it does say that, but I don't okay, see how well, that speaks more directly to the well, issue. Well, that's it, it's a it's a right. It says rights, doesn't it? Life, liberty, life, liberty. Uh, no, it does, uh, wait. What does it say? It says uh, the rights. The, I guess they liberties. Liberty. No, it doesn't means say rights. rights. That's my it says point. Says liberty. Liberty is language that invokes the rights. That's that's where they. That's where they sluiced in the Bill of Rights. The that Privileges seems... and Immunities Clause is, I think, not is not completely clear what it means. Justice Thomas, in the course of pissing on all these privacy rights, uh, like abortion, but also gay marriage, uh, uh, gay sex, uh, contraception, uh, he said, well, the, the, the privacy right isn't anywhere in the Constitution. So it's it's bullshit, and we should knock out all these cases. But you might be able to bring it back under the Privileges and Immunities Clause. So <laughs> um, uh, there's going to be litigation about privileges and immunities. It's just uh, he he raised some problems with the clause, and it's it's not at all clear it's that expansive. Okay. Um. So. Why don't you go ahead and do do your do your thing? I mean, if we run out of time, I'll do Ukraine in the fair run. Uh, well, they're bringing back the reconciliation bill, uh, build back better. It's going to build back littler. Uh, it's going to be uh, much cheaper. It's going to have a billion dollars of taxes, half of which is going to go to deficit reduction. So the Democrats only have five hundred a uh, trillion dollars in taxes. They only have five hundred billion to throw around uh, to spend. Uh, 300 billion of it is going to be on climate change provisions. So I think this means it's going to be hard for them to piss off Mickey by including a child tax credit. But I'm not sure there are still people who are saying uh, they have to include the child tax credit in order to show Republicans have to accept it in order to show that they're really pro-life. They're really pro-motherhood, uh, even, even though mm -hmm. they're pro anti-abortion so but they're going to have all these new babies in the world they better give them a child tax credit uh i don't think that's going to happen but it is mentioned in the stories i'll only believe it's not going to happen if it's not mentioned at all they're all saying well it doesn't look like there's room for the child tax credit so that's probably true but i'm still i can still be paranoid it's going to have a a bunch of climate change carbon reduction rewards it's going to have a uh allow Medicare to negotiate drug prices, which, uh, you know, I am the sort of asshole who points out that that's problematic because as Michael Kinsley noted it in a, in a little red article in Slate, but it's the conventional wisdom. If, if, if marginal costs for a product keep going down, you don't really know where to price it. 
So if you let the federal government negotiate with the drug companies, they could, in theory, have the power to bid the cost so low that it's, it, it doesn't let the drug companies invent as many new drugs as we want. So it's not a, it's not a complete slam dunk policy gimme, but they're going to do it. Uh, uh, and, and then um, that I, we, we think is going to soak up most of the 500 billion they have to spend. There also is this uh, thing that they have to do, but it's not really included in the, in the things that they've already agreed on, which is uh, stop uh, Obamacare rates from rising by continuing this subsidy that, that they passed a few years ago. Uh, and they only have till August because by August, the insurer companies will have the increases locked in and they won't be able to stop them. So we'll have an increase that hits right before the election, which will be really bad for Democrats. So they desperately want to do that, but that's not in there yet. Uh, and the other thing is uh, it's pissed off Mitch McConnell and McConnell has said, well, we're, I'm not going to pass this bipartisan USA Competes Act if you're going to go through this, this uh, reconciliation bill. Uh, and a bunch of Democrats are saying, well, fine. So he kills this. What, what what is the USA Competes Act? It's it's a bunch of subsidies for semiconductors. It's basically directed uh, against China, uh, uh, and it's um, uh, it, it it hasn't really been. By the way, whole, the they, first... they, they haven't negotiated. The, they haven't figured out what the trade and the labor provisions are in it yet. Yeah. So that means it's a long way from from reaching a compromise. But the Democrats could just they they could just pass the Senate bill, which is already passed through the House, and it'd be done. Uh, so they have yeah. that option. Uh, By the way, anyways, the first version of that from our era didn't work. What was it called? Semantech or something? Remember the government uh, semiconductor subsidy right. cooperative thing? Right. I think I, I vaguely remember that. something like that. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, it, I, I think there's a certain amount of industrial policy involved. Okay. Um, so uh which we've never been as good at as say Japan. So that's the complicated array and it it, it looks like McConnell's bluff is about to be called but uh I, because the house could just pass the senate bill but uh I'm not sure. He he doesn't make a threat usually unless he's pretty much gamed it out that he has the leverage. So I missed I lapsed during the very first thing you said. I had thought build back better was dead dead dead. I was wrong. You're wrong. You know, the, the, well, the, the parts that, you know, the Build Back Better bill was, it involved, it had a big child care provision. It had this yeah, somebody, tax somebody, credit. I know somebody who's it pointed had, that out. It yes. had uh, it had a bunch of preschool expansion. It had like four big things and they're all gone. So the, you know, the- it, It's it, a little surprising. In theory, in theory, they're all gone. I now think this, they could still come back. But Does this supposedly pay for itself? Because I, I would be surprised yes. if, if amid inflation, you had a big deficit spending package. Yes, not only it supposedly pays for itself, it supposedly contributes half a trillion dollars to reducing the deficit. Oh, so it pays for uh, itself up front though? Because normally what they do is they say, well, the taxes will show up in like 50 years. I don't know about that, but- Well, that's kind of important when you're in the middle of inflation. Correct, correct. But it basically, it, it uh, in theory, has a bunch of tax tax increases on the rich that Manchin doesn't mind, and Manchin is a big deficit hawk, and he doesn't want to increase the deficit in times of inflation. So in theory, it will lower the deficit. And keep in mind, it has to be it has to be uh, 
it has to get a CBO score. As you've pointed yeah. out. So the CBO, at least that's some check on hope, funny business. As you've pointed out, he's another guy, a Democrat, who could beat Trump. I, I'm he's not my choice, but he probably could. Right? He might be uh, he might be one of the few, but uh, his problem is getting the left wing of his party, which has vilified him, uh, to go along. That would be hard. Uh, the nomination would be tough. Uh, here's a crazy idea. He could become a Republican and run against Trump. I There's can imagine always, worse outcomes. <laughs> I mean, he's, and, he's always he's always threatened. They always talk about that he might become a Republican. Uh-huh. But I mean, he he doesn't he doesn't stoke those fears, but they're stoked for him. The I mean, I mean, clearly Liz Cheney's got to run against Trump. What is what does she have to lose? Yeah, uh, she's raised ten million dollars. She's going to lose her congressional seat. Uh, then she's going to have all this money. Uh, why not run for president? She probably sure had better she- luck changing her party affiliation than running for the nomination. I mean, you know, she's the darling of Democrats That's right now. That's a crazy idea. You know, she run the she won the JFK, the Kennedy Institute, uh, or the Kennedy, whatever it is, uh, Profile and Courage Award. So she's been anointed by the Kennedys <laughs> and anointed by the Reagan Library. So he has the two twin poles of aging boomer politics on her mm-hmm. side. She's a shoe in I've got uh, a feeling if she did run for the Democratic nomination, her policy history would receive closer scrutiny by Democrats than it's received over the last month. But the but, Democrats are hawks now. They're all for war in Ukraine. Well, yeah, but there's also so, her domestic... I don't know what her domestic policy record is. There is, is the war in Iraq. There is that. But then we'd have to put David Remnick in the dock, too, so can't do that. Are you against that? I uh, thought you were... I thought you were... Uh, I'm for it. I'm for okay. putting everybody in the dock. Um, so what else? So so Ukraine. By the way, one one more point on July 4th. Bill Sher said something interesting, which is that, you know, I've been kind of down on the gun legislation that did pass because it doesn't do any of the things that I emphasize. Bill Sher says that, you know, the red flag provision of that, that this this July 4th shooting is actually exactly the kind of thing that in theory, the new gun law, if strictly enforced, could have prevented. I, don't I know didn't understand true. that. It seems to me it, it reflected an inherent weakness in red flag laws, which is his parents were going to report him. So you're relying on the cops to say this guy's crazy uh, and we're raising a red flag. And, you know, nine times out of ten, the cops aren't going to do that. So how does this close that loophole? Oh, that reminds me of my, I don't know, but that reminds me of my genius idea of how to do a jujitsu move on the Supreme Court's uh, New York uh, gun ruling, which is, you know, the one thing you you still can do, you know, you, you can you can say you have to have a license to carry a gun, but, you, you know, then pretty much anyone has to pass whatever test you set up. You know, it has to be, you, you, you know, unless you have a criminal right. record, unless you beat your wife. And you can have a gun safety uh, training requirement. And what you could do is use that. Now, this might get creepy and raise civil liberties issues. But if the state administered all of these training things and used it to evaluate, right, like keep an eye on these people who want these licenses and ask them a few questions and see if they're crazy and maybe invoke the red flag thing or something. So that, well, New York has now passed a law which imposes all sorts of onerous, allegedly neutral requirements to getting a gun. So 
Yes, they must issue the gun, but first you have to take 16 hours or something of gun you safety mean, training. You mean getting a gun or be- bearing one in public? I think getting a permit to carry one. I don't to know. carry one. I mean, I had heard that they, you know, they're also allowed to define these special areas where nobody can carry a gun, like an election on election day, the polling place, right? right? But they've uh, they've gone they've they've already done three quarters of what you were thinking of. I they haven't they haven't they haven't hooked it in with the red flag law yet. I heard that's that an, they had, that's an interesting possibility. I, I heard that they had somewhat ambitiously defined all of Times Square as one of these special zones and said you can't have a gun. No, in Times I think Square. there is also an elaborate gun safety training requirement. Good. Uh, uh, so um, then we all, then now all that remains is to install the the secret brain scanners in right. those that I'm recommending in these uh, in these gun safety facilities. Um, uh, I'm sure China will be happy to provide them. So, uh, well, let's see. The, oh, we're almost, are we almost out of time? Uh, yeah, we're getting there. There was a study from Harvard, prestigious uh-huh. place, saying the pandemic checks, which were one-time checks, but there were like two or three of them, and they tested it out versus people who got no checks versus people who got 500 versus 2,000, had no effect on long-term material well material well-being and it was their the bank account balance and uh it had a what, negative effect on how happy people were wait what was so the, the first variable got, what didn't were they better off in the long term term economically if what if what if they got the two thousand dollar check or if they didn't oh they basically they spent the checks and then then they were back to square one so it had no uh, discernible impact no discernible impact it had a negative psychological impact and they were trying to figure out it made people less happy. And so there were all, you know, there were all sorts of ways you could try to, and they weren't very convincing on their ex, their explanation for why people are less happy is people got all this money and then they realized it still wasn't enough. So they were unhappy. Hmm. I don't think I, 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 that doesn't quite uh-huh. ring a bell to me. Maybe it does to you, but you know, it could be that they were unhappy that the check stopped. I guess that's the same thing. Uh, it takes something away from people. They get not happy or they right. got accustomed to a higher standard of living and then have to go back to their old standard of living or they feel, or the right wing version is they feel guilty getting these unearned benefits. Uh, they have a work ethic. And so they felt like they were somehow soiled by them. Uh, there are all sorts of explanations that it didn't really answer that. So, hmm. but it wasn't a big boost to the universal basic income people because it's, <laughs> or, okay or to the, to the to the to the fashionable democratic reaction of throw money, just send people checks. We're good at sending checks. Let's just send them checks. Mm-hmm. Well, it didn't seem to really have a, a lot of positive impact. So, should we about call it a day? We're over. We're over the the fifty minute mark. Uh, um, sure. I general, I think these should be shorter, just because I have less to talk very about. little. Cerebral capacity? No, I have. It's it's. I have. I've doing a doing a one hour podcast a week at our age. That's crazy. And then two hours of paradroom, which is what we've been doing. Is what we've been doing is too much. We're the hardest working men in show business, Mickey. Exactly. And now that James Brown is old, to be the hardest working. Now that James Brown is dead. Yes. Yeah. Um. So. Um. Yeah. Exactly. But we do have things to talk about in the paragraph. Yeah, well, I will talk about Ukraine. I'll I'll I'll, I'll do a little little 
Ukraine update. Uh, you're right, it's not looking great for us, uh, but uh, you know, there some people see signs of hope. Get into all that. Uh, I want to. Oh, I want to talk about your man, Blake Masters. I, we ha that was on my list too. Secret Nazi past. No, that's not true. But I what think, is true is they're trying to 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 frame I, him that way. I think of it. It's more. Uh, it's more. It redounds more negatively on Jonathan Greenblatt, uh, the uh, hair trigger. Head of the uh, Anti-Defamation League. Anti-Semitism. The, the Times report, he wasn't good enough for the Times reporter. The guy also called up Abe Foxman, the past ADL president. He, he was yeah. He was we're, looking for the quotes. We're 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 about to uh to actually deal with the subject in the so, course. No, of, we don't want to do that. We want to decide. We're undecided whether Blake Masters is a Nazi monster in the air, and the answer will be in no, the air. We've decided. The question is. That he how is a, a, you think he is a monster? How big a monster is, are, is Jonathan Greenblatt and Jonathan Weissman? Jonathan Weissman wrote the Times piece? Yes. Okay. Uh, he's, a, he's a famous, excitable person. He's also the same guy who did uh, the, the egregious error that he said Trump called immigrants animals when he was clearly talking about MS-13 members. I don't know why the Times still employs him. Anyway, okay. We can elaborate on that. I'm looking forward to your further commentary uh, on Jonathan Wiseman. Um, only in the Parrot Room at patreon.com slash Parrot Room. So I'm going to talk about uh, Ukraine. Um, oh, good career news for two TNR alums. I want to talk about that. David can Shipley you, and who else? James Bennett. Uh, what happened to James Bennett? He's writing the uh, very venerable Lexington column for The Economist. Oh. And there aren't many venerable columns left, you know, because uh, TNR ill-advisedly ditched the TRB column years ago. I think we've now dealt with that issue. What, no, we haven't said what what job Shipley is getting. No, we haven't. We won't tell them. Plus, who knows? Maybe we have dirt on these guys. We knew, you know, we knew them back when, right? I have, a beef, I have a beef with James Bennett, actually. So, so there we go. I was right. Uh, well, I have this a beef with everybody. Better. This is getting um, better. I've I I I gotta I'm gonna uh, do a, a suicide mission and attack an article written by the beloved Mark Leibovich, who is a great guy and a great reporter and a great writer, but his latest piece uh, I didn't like. So uh, we could talk about that. Let him have it. I also want to talk about January sixth stuff. I watched another episode in that. Uh, I haven't binge watched it, but I, I'm watching it serially. I watched another episode, and plus stuff has happened. There have been developments. Uh, uh, I don't. Oh God, Wimbledon! I don't quite know what's happening in the pand with the pandemic. Seems like everybody's forgotten about it, and I don't know if that means we should be alarmed or unalarmed. I'm hearing a little more awareness of the fact that it ain't over and the latest strain is uh in terms of contagion is pretty resistant to the vaccine although in terms of preventing serious illness the vaccine seems i guess pretty effective against it but uh i'll write that down we can talk about that pandemic who doesn't love a good good round no, i just yeah i have no i have no i i i don't have a grasp of it um so if you could help me, that'd we be great. We came to the right uh, place. I'm married to a leading pandemic authority. 
there's um uh i i wanted to talk a little about my favorite topic corporatism because i realized uh are you going to get I, into the body metaphor well that is the definition of corporatism but uh but are you going to point that out i'm going to point that out but um the uh um it okay. it, it just it, my basic thesis is corporatism. Uh, 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 make a, hey, make them no, pay for when you got something no. this sexy, Mickey. Okay. You put it behind the paywall, okay? <laughs> okay. Now, speaking of sexy, there is uh, there I there there are articles. There there is a groundswell of support for naming the names of the men in the Epstein case that I am gratified to see has materialized. Heretofore, you had been the only groundswell for that. No, but, but it's growing. But anyway, it's okay. It's, um, Good. Uh, oh, and there's um. Oh, and Richard Dawkins is is joining Barry Weiss University. I, I, I the connection there is that somebody in response, I think, posted some picture of him on Epstein's jet or something. There's some Barry Weiss gossip. Oh, good. She's in the. She's in the. In the. Gossip columns, and you don't know why, do you? I'm just hoping it, you know, reflects favorably on her. Uh, it does in a way that doesn't. So there you go. Uh, let me, let me leave I, it oracular. I cannot like that. imagine uh, anyone listening to this who is not going to put down the five dollars a month at Patreon.com/slash Patreon. I mean, this is like there's um there was a very good video of the, about minions and TikTok. The movie Minions and TikTok. Oh, that reminds me. I saw a movie called Memoria, which I guarantee you very few people can say. It won this big award at Con, but it's hard to see. Got to get up pretty early in the morning. It ain't streaming, folks. Got to go to your local art house. I'm going to. They I'm show gonna, it early in the morning. I doubt that. They don't show it early. That was a kind of a like a, a an idiom. I was using an idiom. Okay. I want to. I want you to explain to me why Joe Cirincioni quit the Quincy Institute. Oh yeah, I want to get into that. I'm okay. I'm a little bit unhappy with Joe and how uh, performatively he did that. And I, I, you know, I know him pretty well. So it's I, it pains show. me you... to say. It pains me to say what I just said, but I have to say it, and I will elaborate in the parrot room. Um, um, they're, they're also in the parrot room. I can raise a topic which everybody seems. Uh, incredibly scared to raise, I assume because it's bullshit, mm -hmm. which is um, critiques of the story about the 10-year-old rape victim who had to go from Indiana to Ohio, or was it Ohio to Indiana to get it, I think it was Indiana to Ohio oh, I heard something to get about an abortion. Uh, okay. I think um, we have a lot of stuff to talk about in the parrot room, Mickey. Um, I, could, I could talk about corporatism for the straight two hours. And I hope it won't be two hours. A crisp hour and a half is all I ask. That's all we need. You may have to cut the corporatism part short, like possibly down to zero, but we'll see. <laughs> um, I can cut it down to, to one minute. I can cut it down to 30 seconds. Fine, but it will, we, we won't get to that until we've discussed Blake Monsters, Nazi Monster. <laughs> 
That's got to come. Blake first. Masters. Oh, but what did I say? Blake Monsters. Yes. Not Nazi Master. That too. Um. Uh. If you insist. I do. So we will uh, see you there.